Hello and you are welcome to the RF podcast. It is the 9th of August. It has just gone 9 o'clock here in the top floor of RF Towers. And we know there's special guest with us this week. It's former Tour de Strand player, former Sligo player, former Sligo coach, former Clare coach and former Roscommon coach, Jerry McGowan. Jerry, how are you? How's it going? How's uh, how's life? Uh, I just I had the intro done before the pod. Uh, just run ran it through with you, and I had to put former at the at the and the last one was coming. You're finished up there. Yeah, yeah, no, we're done. Um, yeah, we look. I have to say, I really enjoyed my my year with Roscommon. It was um such a talented bunch of people down there. Such a talented bunch of players, and uh, you know, we had a great spin in Division One this year, and really, really enjoyed my time there. Yeah, yeah. It was, and you've been on some rides so far. Just looking back through your uh, your CV, of course, involved with Tour Strand, five in a row team, player with Tour Strand yourself, Sligo player, won a Connacht Championship, coach Sligo, uh, Claire and Ross Common. You've had you've had some you've had some trips so far. Just looking at the Wikipedia page, you're not that old either. <laughs> know about that yeah yeah look it's been it's been some spin and you know we, we my, my coach's journey probably started way back with dennis johnson with the slide under 20s um i was kind of doing that when when i was still playing and um then we got involved with uh aiden rooney took over the slide under 13 squad and um it was three or four ex players went under 13s under 15s under 17s minor so and that was um that was a great introduction and, and a lot of those guys that we were coaching then are actually playing with the Sligo seniors now and to be fair to Aiden and the, the group of guys that were there like did phenomenal work and you know he kind of you know pulled together a squad of young guys and you know really believed in them and, and, and nurtured them all the way through so kind of goes right back and then uh, yeah kicked off then the managerial career with Eamon um, with Tour de Strand as joint managers there and um you won a you won a title before that, did you? As a player or tourist? Sir? No, I I have I have fourteen county medals uh, as a player and manager. So I won I won nine as a player and then five as a manager. With um, so um, to be fair, I kind of started back in ninety four. Actually, believe yeah. it or not, with Tourist Strand, and we won our first real championship. Then um, we hadn't won I think since eighty two, and that was the only other one that we'd won and. You know, players like myself and Eamon and David Durkin and, you know, the likes of that that had sort of just come on the scene at the same time. And, you know, we we come up against some good competition in Sligo at the time. Summer Gales, I think we played in the final. And um, that was the that was the monkey off our back for that group of players because it was a really good squad managed by Neil Legan. And um, we ended up playing Roscommon Gales, ironically enough, Fergal O'Donnell was full forward, who's managing them now. Um yeah. And we beat them. We beat them in that. And we got to a. I think we went to a semi final against Tune Stars and and Ja Fallon ran the show that day against us, and we were beaten. But um, it was a great sort of first journey. And from there, really, we 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 kind of nearly we won one, lost one, won one, lost one. It was kind of a bit of a for the next probably twenty years. Um, we were we were kind of winning one, losing one, and. Um, I suppose for the likes of me and Eamon and David and that, you know, we'd never put one back to back, which was which was which was kind of mad, you know. So um You have the history now. Like how I, I know a lot of people, especially me, you know, I'd 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 have a, an idea about Mayo and club football and followed it for years and I I lived in Sligo for a couple of years, so I kind of got four or five years of this uh 
Torla Strand sort of machine? Like how, what was the main ingredient behind it? Like the consistency to do two or three is, is special in any club. Um, but to get five and, and to keep this thing going, how, what was the, what was the, I suppose the motivation uh, to keep you, keep, keep you honest, keep you going? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I would say, I would say I was coming to the end of my career, kind of 2014, you know, and I think Ray Dempsey had actually come in and managed us in that year. And um, we had such a special bunch of players. It was the kind of bunch of players that, you know, they, if one goes out, everybody goes out. If one stays in, everybody goes in and there's really no mind in them. Like, and you know, they're, they're, they're basically managing each other. And, um, exceptionally good footballers like you know really really talented and it just it was just probably a lot of luck that the, the whole lot of them had come together and they were friends and you know when you get that type of scenario it's it's, it's pretty unique and you know we I, I suppose I had been involved you know and hadn't really been playing much but I had sort of been taking in everything that was working and things that weren't working and what lads were looking for and what lads felt that you know maybe was you know needed in the squad and I'd probably spent a year in the camp sort of taking that all in and to be fair to Ray he probably came in on his own and you know the, probably didn't have a huge pile of help or inside information and maybe just the knowledge of the, the club you know seen in Sligo where you know I was sort of maybe helping them or you know advising them on different things before games but uh, and then and then the job came up again I suppose the following year and and, and you know Eamon and I got talking and we just said look we, we, we'll have a go at this we're, we're pro- you know yeah what was he like what was Eamon like to work with because um, he, he's he he is a big, big personality. You know, he does carry a presence to himself. Yeah, but you you asked me a question there, like about what was the what was the secret sauce of Torla Strand? I, I would say if you look back to ninety four, Eamon was one of these footballers that um never really believed that Sligo shouldn't be winning something, you know, and that sort of followed his career all the way through. Like when when the chips were down two or three three minutes to go in a game, you know, he'd pop up and do something special to and to rally the team and, you know, an exceptional leader throughout his you know his career. And you know, that follows into football, you know, and the 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 what worked for us was probably that I would might have been the quiet one and you know the the analytical one, or you know the the guy that was sort of doing the homework and stuff, where Eamon was sort of leading the charge and giving out to guys if they weren't trying, and you know making sure that the bar was high the, and the bad cop. it on. Yeah, yeah, well, well, bad cop, yeah, which which <laughs> didn't suit me too much, but you know at the same time, you know it, it worked, and you know we played together for for donkey's years, and you know we we were probably very aligned on the way we wanted to play football, and you know we knew the Tour Strand players, and we, like you know it just, and he'd spent a year in Balladrine, so he'd probably learned a lot from that year before we took over, and um, you know I just sort of come out of playing and um was taking up a sub goalkeeping role for for my first year, so. Did you ever did you ever think about coming out of the defensive type of football that you played? Or you know, you always had a set way, and I know even a male people had referenced it and it, it there was there was a certain way of playing. I remember um the way I the way I see that's no offense. I don't want to be offensive or any way, but it when you played a lot of teams that might be of similar quality or a bit better, you'd boil it down to the last five minutes or you'd make it a game to the last fight with Ballon Tubber down in. Ennis Crone, you yep. nearly got them. You had them on the ropes. Yep. You had your yep. chance. A, a, t- a terrible, terrible conditions, and you yep. know we probably we probably had a chance to to take them to that day. 
Look, look I, I think when you when you when you get involved with a team at the start and, and probably I had a lot of insider information when we took them over, I, I knew what our strengths and probably our weaknesses were. And I knew we had a lot of very good athletes that could run hard and fast and were happy to go back and you know tackle and get set up. But when we won the ball back, if we you know we turned the ball over, they were happy to sprint like at it as as fast and as hard as we could. And we we may not have been blessed with target men inside. You know we didn't have that probably focal point that we needed. So the, the game plan probably almost was born out of that and the way that we we probably need to just mirror our strengths and our weaknesses at the time and you know we had John Quinn there who was six foot six or six foot seven and you know was probably playing ended up playing more of a substitute role but you know in in you know and, and probably came on in the last 10-15 minutes and won us the game as that focal point up up there when we we just switched from the defensive to the to the attacking and Look, maybe we were guilty at times that you know we didn't mix it up a little bit better but you know at the time I mean, a record really from when we took over as managers, we didn't lose a, a league or championship game in Sligo for five years. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's a, phenomenal. It sounds, a really, it sounds a really bad question now. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but it, yeah, like, yeah. It, it worked. And and look, it did. Look, truthfully, it didn't please everybody. I mean, even supporters didn't like it at times, but it was really effective. And most of the time, as I said, we were we were just we were just working on our strengths and weaknesses. And like, you know, like any, you know, and that sort of follows through to county football. You, you kind of have to play what you have and the tools you have rather than maybe the way you would like to play. Yeah, you know? there, there, is, so. there is an element though in Sligo Club football of a lot of defensive football. I have noticed that over the years in fairness. So it's not just there was one there's one section or so. There's a lot. I'd say the vast majority really would, would play a lot more of a defensive brand than maybe in Mayo. I noticed anyway from, from my time in Sligo or watching Sligo Club football. But I suppose it's just to kind of set yourself the tools you have, isn't it? Yeah. A lot of the times that that's the way it sort of pans out, and uh, you know you can be as tactical as you like, and you you'd like to kick the ball long, but if if, if it's not on, it's not on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pat Hart, how did you keep him going so long? Because yeah. I, I I couldn't get over him when I seen him that day. It's like I seen I seen you play a couple of times, and I was involved with teams that you were training in Torla Strand and watched yeah. you train, and yeah, looked like a young man. And look, you, you you know I I don't say this lightly, but Pat probably would you know when he when he joined us probably gave us that boost that we need needed in terms of like what Pat brings to the party, you know, exceptionally well coached player, exceptionally receptive. Like you could see the years of coaching that he got in terms of the way he, his movement was, you know, his tackling was supreme. Like, I mean, you know, the, the Mayo football teams are, are, are just brilliant tacklers of old and, and new, you know, and Pat just brought that and, you know, never said much, you know, rocked in, you know, um, togged out, just out onto the field, you know, trained hard. And if he didn't like what he was seeing, he'd throw an odd yelp here and there. Lads would just listen. Yeah. And, you know, he was the kind of guy, he was almost like the manager's dream because, you know, if we wanted to double up on somebody, a good forward, or if we wanted to create overloads, you know, he was just probably one of the smartest players I think I've ever coached. He just knew what to do in those situations. And, you know, uh, really, really cool and calm under pressure. Um, but like, if we wanted him to double, if we asked him to drop back into a pocket and just take that person out, like he'd actually do it to the letter of the law, which you know for the whole game. And you know, we take that player out, and you know, he he'd chip in then maybe and kick two or three points, and you know, could kick you know left with a freeze and always stepped up to take penalties. But you know, absolutely, I would I would credit an awful lot of 
Tour de France success to the five in a row, especially to him, you know. Yeah, did, just one more thing about the five in a row. Did you ever, when was it the most you thought this is this is going belly up? Was there a point where you thought, where, like, because there was a couple of extra times, a couple of replays, was there back yeah. in, like, in Marrakech? Yeah. yeah, no, we went, we went close a few times. Um, uh, I think the Calera one um, was the semi final in Caluni. Um, I think Calera had a shot at the end to go, you know, to, 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 do, to get the winner. Um, I think definitely Mary's. We played Mary's through COVID um, uh, in in Markovic, and we were six down. And it was the time when the games were were broken into quarters. And yeah. I think um, those quarters were real momentum breakers for teams. And and Mary's had a had a real um, had a real sort of momentum with them. And you know we 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 were six down going into the final quarter. And you know we 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 had ran an awful lot of scenarios and training. To, to sort of mimic if we go six down because to be fair we hadn't found ourselves in that many situations so we were always sort of preparing for what do we do for <laughs> six down what do we do for six up and um we we brought in a, a sports psychologist that year an in, interesting story is we brought in a sports, sports psychologist um to help us um with the COVID thing because we weren't togging out in dressing rooms we weren't getting to pitches you know and doing our routine and he came in and he sort of broke it all down for us and he reformatted the way we thought about things. And he he broke the four quarters in t- and gave us targets for each quarter, right? And it was to curb the momentum shift. Um, and I remember, you know, as I said, we, we went into the four quarters, six down, and we had just prepared for it. We knew we had to score seven and we knew we had ran the scenarios and it just it just worked. And we we I remember saying to them going out before that quarter, we said, look, we've ran this over and over and over again. We know what to do here. This is now's the time to put it. And uh we we remember James, I think it was James Leonard stepped up. He was our captain for the five years and you know kicked the winner and probably the sweetest game of all, you know, to get us to the Jesus. final. So Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Some it's some achievement, Jerry, I'm sure you'll be Fondly talking about it, it'll be talked about for a long, long time to come. It's going to take some time, and and, and 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 they're still going. Like and and the squad yeah. is still still strong. And you know, um, you know, we 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 obviously complacency popped up a lot of times over those five years, and I'm sure it's still popping up. Like you know, and if they they still want it and they're still focused on it, I think um, there's there's enough good players there to go and get get a few more. So I'm sure, there's a lot of other people in Sligo that want to medal now at this stage. They're, I'm they're, sure they're running yeah. out. They're running no, out. Sure, for, there's for not sure, many yeah. of them left. Concurrently, then you were you were with Sligo before that coaching for a while and intra county scene. How did that come about, or where did you where did you slide that in? Yeah, so so I I had been with as I said the, the yeah. under structure for the good few years and um um. Then we went to Tour de Strand and we took over there. And and halfway through, um, Cahill Corey took over with Sligo. And um, two or three league games in, um, whatever happened within the setup, I think he'd lost one or two people for for whatever reason. And um, one of the guys in the county board rang me and said, would I be interested in coming in and sort of just seeing the season out for them? And they'd, they'd lost the first three games at that stage. And... Um, I was sort of thinking, you know, you know, they were in Division Three, and it was, you know, they they had I think three games to go, and they just said, look, we need to we need to stay in Division Three, and we need to beat London away, and you know that will be success, I suppose, for yeah. for the season. So, um, I I was obviously interested in getting involved in the county scene, so so I I went in to help Carl, and he brought in Paul Rouse from Tyrone, and. Um, like like we gelled and, and in fairness we won I think we drew the next we drew the first game we won the next two and we relegated Derry that year we, we sent them to Division 4 and we stayed in Division 3 yeah. and we went to London and played 
a kind of a, a team that were in, in London that were going well and, and we beat them by 10 and then we went to Salt Hill and lost to Galway. So that, that's how I ended up with Sligo that year and then came back to Tour de Strand did the next few years with them. Um, so, yeah, um, yeah, no, no, enjoyed that little spell with, with Sligo at the time. You went in then to Clare? Yeah, gave up the gave up the Tour de Strand stuff and figured to take a break and um Did yourself and Eamon finish up together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we left after, off after the, after the fifth, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, ah look, I mean it was probably time yeah. when you know oh, we, no, yeah, we, we, knew, we knew the voices were going stale at that stage. So um and um yeah, it, COVID sort of had hit hard um after that. Um and the in January then I got a call from Colin Collins and um, who I'd never met or spoke to before, and got a real surprise actually that that he called, and and we we had a good chat about like they just been beaten by Tip, and Tip went on to win Munster, um, the year before. So there was a, I think he was looking, he was he was sort of kicking himself maybe at the last opportunity of you know of maybe a Munster title there. So we we had a good chat about you know what he wanted and how we you know what he felt was missing and um he sent me on a couple of links to videos to watch and he said, look, I'd have a look at them. He wasn't sure when lockdown was going to be lifted and when county teams were going to be able to come back. And um, so rang again sort of the end of January and, you know, the lockdown wasn't actually lifted till April. So um, when we went in and we, we kind of had a clear kind of column, we've been very organized and very clear about your role and what he wanted. And, um, so got involved with them, which was was really really great experience. And you know, going down to Clare probably wasn't hugely vetted on who people were. You know, there was the few household names, and you yeah. know, on Cleary and and David Torberty and Keelan Sexton, and you know, a few guys like that. But Podge Collins, Podge, media never stopped yeah. talking. Julie, yeah, yeah, no, no, and and look, I I was blown away by you know Collins' setup um, and the application of the players, and they'd just done a huge body of work you know, at home in their home gyms and stuff. And obviously I'd start joining Zoom calls and we'd looked at sort of a review from the previous year and, you know, where the gaps were and what players were looking forward to, you know, the following year. So um and we 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 ended up playing, I think, Leash, Kildare and Cork and we ended up in a, a league division one playoff against Mayo in, yes. in Cuba Park down there. And Killian uh, O'Connor done his Achilles, I believe that day. that was the match, yep. was it? Yeah, yeah, they'd gone seven points up or something, and he was he was kicking the lights out, and uh, um, uh, but that was like you know we we had done really well. We played actually really well in the league, and we we'd lost Jamie Malone to in one of the first in the first minute of the first game, so we were down him, and uh, and then we went and played our uh, our one and only championship game that year against Kerry and Killarney, so it's. Uh, it, it was a it was a nice jump though. You went from Division Three in County, Division Two. You know, in Clare, you had a good run, you had experience. Um, the gap between two and one is 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 it that big or is three and two bigger? Well, well, you had a the first year, the, Well, the first year with Clare was the was the shortened season, and yeah. that was that was sort of easy to navigate. Obviously, me being a Sligo, and then the second year was a full a full blown season. So we had the seven games, and we ended up. Um, I think we ended up at third in division two the the next year and uh we lost to Limerick in extra time and penalties um in the first round of the championship and then we had a long break and then played Mead and then played Ross Common and ended up in a quarter final against Derry. So like for you know to, to be fair, like you know, 
major, you know, I thought it was a great achievement to play a quarter yeah. final, you know, with, with, with that clear team and, and like superb, superb bunch of players and backroom teams, just, just an immense setup. Like, um, really, really enjoyed my time down there. So, um, and did then, the hurling pull out of you? Did you find an effect with the hurlers? Uh, no, 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 look, I mean, obviously, it's, 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 it's such a contrast down there in terms of the interest. Like, West yeah. Clare is just a huge, you know, football area. Um, but after that, I mean, you know, there's 22, 23,000 packing into Cusick Park versus, you know, four or yeah. 5,000 for the footballers. It's, but no, look, I mean, in fairness to, to Colm, he ran really good ship and, you know, he, he, he made sure that he had everything that he needed. And in fairness, the Clare County Board backed him, you know, all the way. So. And, he, and his record, his record showed, was, even his length of time there, he was the, I think he was the longest serving manager at one stage, was he last yeah. year? Yeah. McGaird. Yeah. yeah. So, as fans that know of the podcast and me online, I'm a big fan of Ross Common people, Ross Common GEA. Um, I have to ask you, the, the, the Rassies, you, you, you win, did you win? You win in this year with them? Beginning of this year? Beginning of 22, yeah, yeah, so, so yeah, or, yeah, or before Christmas, whatever, yeah, yeah, before. yeah, yeah, no, back we, we we ended up meeting, I think, for the first time in November, and um, at that stage, it was just basically get together and start, you know, pulling together squads and trials and all that kind of stuff, and SNC programs and everything that goes with the start of a pre season, and obviously, we, we didn't know each other really. We, you know, I suppose Davey had a, a short space of time to pull together a background team, and uh, so it was a bit of a whirlwind, really, from the start. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't a bad season, you know. You you know you had a lot, a lot of positives from it. Um, beating Mayo in McHale Park, drawn with Dublin. Um, yeah, it was decent. Yeah, no, look, I mean, I have to say, there's such a talented the talent in in Roscommon is phenomenal. Like, I mean, you you were going to trials there, and you know you had sixty odd players, and you know the standard across the trials, you know, was very, very high, you know, and the skill levels and uh, it was immense. And, you know, we, we pulled together a squad and we probably had three very tough games to start with, like on paper. So Tyrone, Galway and Armagh, um, you know, Tyrone at home, uh, uh, Galway away and then um, Armagh at home, like there were three tough games. They, they, they were three great wins to give the, you know, Ross Comedy. a great start, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, some some of the big players like you know the Karen Murthys, the the Ender Smiths, and that like were just immense you know f- just immense credit to those and Jeremy you know I, I could name names like they're just they were immense all throughout the league and um we probably had a bit of a blip then I think against Mayo oh no it was Monaghan and then we played Mayo and then lost to Kerry as well and then beat Donegal and look we're we're probably a whisker away of getting into the league final you know and that was that was the big conundrum I suppose leading into that we had six points early on and leading the table and did we want to be in a league final did we not based on the timing of the obviously the Mayo game you know when the when the fit when the last round was completed was there a sense of okay we, we had a good league campaign we didn't make the final however it's given us an extra week on Mayo here yeah but look obviously you take you know, you look at it on the positive As advantage, and, yeah. and 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 Davy started rallying the troops in that, in you know, saying you know, giving that message, and you know, look, I I don't think Roscommon need any motivation to play Mayo, like so, and and look, I have to say Mayo, I know they had the sort of the one game at a time policy, but like they had to put their full hand out against Galway, and you know, if you're in a final, you've got to go and win it. You can't not show your hand, so. 
we kind of knew looking at them that there was a fair chance they were going to play probably their best team bar injuries. They were going to play everyone that was available to them. And, you know, and then they only had a week to recover and they weren't probably going to pivot with too much of their tactics for the following week. So like, you know, you're, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't kind of thing, you know? So yeah. um, we, we, you know, we had a good look at them in Crow Park and, you know, we, you know, they, they played, they played reasonably well. Um, you know, you had the look at them. You had the look at them, Jerry. Yeah. Um, if you had to boil it down to five points before the match, what were you telling the Roscommon lads how you're going to beat Mayo? Like, what were the, you know, you're not going to win with five hundred things, and say, this is what we're going to do. X, Y, Z. Yeah, yeah. There must have been yeah, a baseline of what was the main things that were Mayo you perceived and look, found look, out Mayo weaknesses were. Look, for me personally, I had a lot of experience playing Mayo over the years, right? And you know, even the previous season with Roscommon, or sorry, with Mayo in Cusick Park, Mayo come out of the traps really fast. They like that explosive start. You know, they went, you know, Cusick Park, they went 7-0 up, I think, or one, you know, and, you know, Claire had to, to draw, you know, pull the game back. If you look at the game in the hide, um, Mayo went 7-0 up in that game and another explosive start. And again, you know, the same in the, the league final against Galway. They, they had a great start. You know, Galway started pegging it back and pegging it back slowly. But, you know, again, a very strong start. So, um, and when we were looking at the league final, Mayo got 10 points from Marks and Freeze, right? And Colin Reek had scored three of those. Uh, Ryan Donahue had scored seven. I think, you know, four or five were freeze and two or three were marks. So that's seven, that's 10 points from place balls that we knew that. And if you look at the way Roscommon set up, you know, we went after the, we went after Curbin that quick start, which yeah. was, which was, which was prudent, especially in Castlebar, silence of the crowd. And, you know, obviously dropping enough numbers back to not have to foul, you know, yeah. I suppose, you know, how I would have, how we would have, him and I would have set Torlestrand up, you know, we had a couple of defensive objectives. It was, you know, don't give away scoreable freeze if possible and don't give away goals. And the same kind of applied here after the way Mayo were playing was just don't give away those scoreable freeze and don't give away those chances. So, you know, go hands off tackling, get the numbers back around them. And, you know, um, to a certain extent, then we were kind of wondering, well, where will their scores come from? Like, what's what's their plan B? And and look, they they had a very strong start. Like, they had two or three chances to score goals, um, probably within a fingertip of, you know, getting those chances. And then the other side, then we got, you know, we had um, we had a nice backdoor cut, and then I, I actually two backdoor cuts at the back, and you know, we we got a penalty for one and scored the other. Donny got the other. So, you know, uh, we knew that Mayo liked to press high. We knew, and tackle back into that sort yeah. of defensive thing. And we knew that if we held the ball high, that they would come at us, which would leave space at the back. And then we would counter that fast. So, um, you know, to a certain extent, that's that's probably how it played out. And and look, as I said, it was it was probably easy for us to sort of maybe put that game plan. We had two weeks. They had probably one session. And, you know, um, we probably used our time wisely, you know. Did you see any other weak points in Mayo or anything else that you were thinking We've got we've got the edge on them here. Like uh, there was a lot of talk about the I wouldn't say needle, but like the Ross Common were up for that game. They had the physicality, they seemed to have the mental edge that day as well. Like there was a couple of moments there. There's the famous photo, the boys yeah. standing over Aiden. Like does that is that do you need that? You know, as did Ross Common need that to play that way to get over the line? Do you know do they do they do they play on that energy? 
I don't think either team need any motivation to play each other. Like the, yeah. the only positive I could take from the performance, like Mayo blew us out of the water in the first 10, 15 minutes in, in the league. And I was kind of coming home from, from it that evening thinking the only positive I can take here is that maybe mentally in the Mayo psyche, they'll think Roscommon are just not that good, you know? And we knew there was a lot of things that, um, well, we knew what we knew what the issues were why we played that bad and we knew that it wouldn't happen again so we we knew that if Mayo were going home, home thinking that look Roscommon are not that good you know um uh you know somewhere in the back of their head they might yeah, even think yeah, you don't yeah. know and you know um I just felt that that was the big positive is that we knew that we had you know a big performance in us and that Mayo hadn't seen it and the next time we were going to play it was, it was they were going to see the best of us and you know they hadn't seen that so you know um probably hadn't showed her hand to be fair yeah. in that league game as much maybe as Mayo did because Mayo had a fairly settled team you know throughout the league and it was it was fairly easy to see what players were going to be playing in what positions and um yeah it was a good deal in Castlebar for fairness fair play um, it was a great it was a great performance like yeah. I'm not, not taking anything away and I'm not using the league final like Roscommon's performance would have probably beaten a lot of teams in Ireland that day like they yeah. they are absolutely mentally prepared. They, you know, the positional sense was brilliant. The work ethic was, mar- you know, it was unreal. You know, guy like Donny Smith had ran himself into the ground. Like, you know, um, he was excellent. Like, uh, look, flawless, absolutely yeah. flawless. And Enda, Enda had probably one of the games of his life there where he played midfield and he was sort of, you know, he was orchestrating the whole play from from the middle of the park there. And you know, um, well, it's common as some of the some some top top players. There's no doubt about yeah. it. When you, there's there's yeah. four or five there you put that would make most teams in the country. Um, uh, outrageous talent. You know, yeah. I've said it a couple of times. Just when you see them up close and even what they do in training and stuff, you know, it's just outrageous talent. And you know, really looking forward to see what you know how they push on next year. And I would be look forward to that. Yeah. Um. Finished up then. Goal of Betchy. Um. The big talking point was the draw against Dublin. Um, you talked earlier on about how you plan for stuff for you, you know, you know, with Torla Strand, you play, you know, you put a bit of plan in place where you think things through. Did you ever think you were going to be playing keep ball above in Crow Park against the eventual All Ireland champions? And was that factored into or that was that just a, a recipe or just you know, manufactured from the, what happened that day and just a certain series of events that Dublin didn't press you, allowed you to play it, and you just played that game? Or did you think, hold on, we can. We sit back as much as we can and try and draw them onto us. Um. Yeah. Look, I think I think a lot of the principles we used against Mayo were probably true for the Dublin game. Mm. Uh, and uh, you know, we didn't have like we didn't have to rethink much. To, you know, the way we played there, the, the way the modern game is, if 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 teams drop back into a certain formation, you've got to draw them out somewhere. You've got to you've got to send the ball sideline to sideline, and you've got to exploit maybe a lack of coaching on the other side, or you know. Yeah. teams just not tuned in or you know and you've got to try and find the gaps so you've got to you've got to move that ball over and back and and that's essentially what like Dublin were very well organized where they were actually drifting over as the ball was coming with us and they were drifting back and they were very disciplined about not committing players forward until the crowd started kind of booing or and then their players kind of fell into the trap of chasing the ball around which was the gap that we were looking for to go around them and then if you look at most of the attacks when Dublin committed high, we actually broke really fast down either wings and ended up with some massive scores. Like, scores, you know, yeah. Kieran Murta kicked, you know, an absolutely glorious point. I think after six minutes, 
Um, and, and it was just a case of Roscommon being super disciplined about what they were trying to do and draw Dublin out and Dublin being super disciplined, sitting back and not falling for the trap until the crowd started booing. And, you know, um, and like we went in, what, six, six, four, six, three up at halftime. And that was a great place to be against Dublin. And, you know, yeah. again, we had to quieten the crowd a little bit. You know, we had to, um, you know, we had to sort of, and then we had to go and win the game, obviously. Like, so, um, yeah, look, look, and again, it was just one of those days where. I Did you think you could be in at six three, half, six four, half time? Like, like what was the, the mood, the dressing room like? Was I, it like I, that? Honestly, doing... but but honestly, there's 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 no like, I I at that at that particular point, Roscommon were were sort of very close with every team in the country at that stage. Like we were down in Tralee, we'd mixed it with Kerry. And Roscommon you know. were Division Two actually. Well, they'd come up. They come up for Division Two. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dublin were Division Two. Yeah. And, or, yeah. Um, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Dublin. So. Um, but but look, obviously, like as I said, you know, we we didn't we didn't fear anyone at the time. You know, we still still don't. I mean, there's good enough players to mix it with anyone. So, yeah. um, just just look, it was a, it was a re- again, it was a really good performance, really disciplined. You know, we tactically set up on how to sort of maybe curb Con and you know Fenton and the likes of that. So there was a plan. We you know we picked our guys that we were going to tag on the day, and you know it look it, it, the plan went well, and you know I think it was a, it was a really good performance. You know. Yeah, it was that you were happy enough with the season so and in 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 and the way the way it worked out. Um, what's next for Jerry McGowan? Oh, well, I said after Charlestown, I was taking a break. I said after <laughs> uh, I said after Clear, I was definitely taking a break. And um, so right now, um, just enjoying the summer now with the kids, and you know, um. We've gone to a couple of club games there recently now, and I've enjoyed watching them. And, um, yeah, look, look. club club could come calling yet another club somewhere maybe. Ah, uh, yeah. Look, if they do, they do. It's um, it's it's certainly late in the year now to be to be bringing somebody else into a setup like, and most teams are now preparing for championship. And you know, um, yeah, enjoy the, enjoy it while you can, Jerry. I think so. Yeah, I think I think I think that's the plan. Yeah, good man, good man. Uh, Jerry, it was a pleasure having you on. Um, great insight there to Torres Strand. I know a lot of Mayo people talk about it, but don't really hear too much about that side of uh, football. And it's so close to the to the Mayo border. And uh, continue success in your coaching. I'm sure we'll see on the line somewhere plotting against Mayo again soon, or maybe we'll even see in Mayo at some stage. <laughs> Listen, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. We'll talk to you again, Jerry. No problem. Bye bye. Part two here with John Stagg. Enda Mac is on holidays in Australia, um, down under. Uh, we might get him on next week if he's available. Too busy t- jumping with the kangaroos and drinking cans of Fosters, no doubt. Enjoy the holiday, and I'm sure you're listening. We just had Jerry McGowan on. Another top coach just landed, John Stagg, beside me. John, how are you? Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for that, Shane, yeah. Top coach, I told you, could do a length and um, coaching, managing, umpire, podcasting, uh, talking, shite, talking shite here now, bit of stats. Yeah. You name it. Yeah, you're, you're, you're involved in everything now at this stage. Anthony was football at all. Ah, yeah, we love it. That's why we do it. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Yeah, you, know, on... you, know, you know, you'd often be thinking, you know, fuck, you know, I'm going to take a break. You know, I was on about taking a break lately and now I'm. Suddenly with three teams again, you know what I mean? <laughs> you can't get away from it. You know, I was planning on uh, 
getting lots of things done this year as well and ended up with, with, with three teams as well. So yeah. It happens. Yeah. It happens. And you just you just you just want you to get the bug and you want to get involved and that's it. Yeah. Um that's it. we had a few games on the weekend. I Paddy Welsh's wedding on Saturday. Um got a couple of games in the weekend, got the minor final in, got the Michael Welsh final in. Um on Sunday, what did I get in? I actually <laughs> I went to um Sunday came home, ended up uh got a phone call, Owen Burke from Tormacady told me Eddie had anything this evening. I said to be I said to you know what? I said I might go to a game in Castlebar. Minor A final is on. And uh that was great. Picked me up at quarter seven, hopped in the Jeep, drove into Castlebar, pulled into McHale Park. Um, looked around, didn't see too many here. I said, Hold on a second, this couldn't be right. Drove up to the gate and I looked at the phone. I said, Look, it does say half seven, yeah, half seven. And he said, Yeah, that's Monday, that's Monday, you ass. So, ended up going in the wrong evening for the game. I'm sure now the wedding probably took a bit out of me and, and rattled me with my days. So, I had two runs into Castlebarg, went in there on the Monday night, but actually went into Johnny McHale's and met Pat Fallon, former. Former friend of the pod or former guest on the pod. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, he was in, he was on his holidays. I think he was with, with family and he's wearing a pair of shorts and he's a bit of a beard on him. And I was saying it to Owen, I was like, Do you know, that fella looks awful like Pat Fallon. Awful like Pat. <laughs> and Owen says to me, Jeezy does, he's the cut home. He's the cut home. And Pat was going up and down with drinks and I tried to make eye contact with him and I was like, How you know? And uh, nothing going, and I go, that guy mustn't be him, like mustn't be him. And then the last run down, I I just shouted, "How are you, Pat?" Just chanced it, and he turned around and goes, "Oh, how are you? How are things? Oh, Jesus, yourself!" <laughs> and I got talking to him, um, a good bit. I think he's involved with a team in Roscommon now. Good crack of Pat. Look back, he was on with Kevin Welsh back in uh, for one of the Mayo Galway games. It was a heavy hitting episode, wasn't it? Oh yeah, that's right. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, Kevin was, was, that, was promoting his book or something. So he's involved with team in Roscommon now. I think that's what he said. I think he said Clan. Oh, Clan yeah. again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Story of the road from Galway, really, on the motorway. Now, that's what people said to me. Yeah, I must check it yeah. up. I'll look it up. Pat Fallon Clan. Um, yeah, like, great crack with him. Yeah, had a pint with him, and uh, yeah, we met. We met up first. So we we were in we we were we with a few places on 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 the on the way home. Yeah, former Mayo star linked to Roscommon role club role. So he's obviously yeah, joint Pat management team. Sean Conlon will be the joint manager with Pat alongside Pat Fallon. Okay. So oh. come on, Pat. Pat Fallon is over forties for a good while, so he's you know. Yeah. He's barely nearly fifty. Is he's that age? Yeah. Jeez, he is. Yeah, he is. He's yeah. Better, better Nick than I am. Um, he was that day as well. Uh, yeah, so that was Sunday. Uh, uh, Michael Welsh intermediate final was probably the biggest game I was at the weekend. Ballon Robe against Kilmina. Um, Ballon Robe were very impressive, I must say. Um, Kilmina down a few. They were down. They were down the Riders. They were down Jack Kearney. They were down Wizard. Um, Brody wasn't in goal, but Andrew Grace had a great game. Uh, yeah, they were down a good few. They were down a good few players. Um, so hard make a full reading on it. Young lad for Clemina, fullback, Jack Mulcrone, player. Good player. Yeah, good player. got the makings, yeah. got the 
He's yeah, very athletic yeah. and uh, can play football. So I was impressed with him. Apple um, didn't fall too far from the three likes. You know, his old man, Patrick, he's still playing. Uh, he was coaching over 40 and playing himself this year again. Didn't know that. Pat is yeah. Jack's young fella. He is, yeah. And he um, he he played against us in the junior game in Honeymoon this year as well and gave plenty of it to, to JJ Kennelly. So now, JJ. JJ is like mention. tracking him, I'll tell you. You're delighted with that mention. <laughs> Couldn't let it slide. Couldn't. Oh, I was in. I was in Hollywood that day. Actually, yeah. It's all right. What, I met the Camina yeah. lads afterwards. I met afterwards up on the on the way out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Clemina and Ballinrobe. Ballinrobe missing Quinn in the corner. Barred yeah. that. You know, will Phelan Riley make the team? I'm not sure how, the, how things are going there. Jeremy Duffy came in set excellent, excellent in the second half. Great drive going forward. But for me, the, it's the forwards that uh, the forwards that Ballinrobe have. You know, they're missing Joe Burke as well. Liam Burke, Evan O'Brien, Ewan Duffy, Keane O'Connell, Darren McDonnell. Yeah. yeah. Lots, lots, lots of pace in that team. There's lots of pace. Um, Sean the played all right? He did, yeah. Midfielder, okay. It's the second half for me with Ballinrobe. They're tackling. They're forwards. Did you not let Kalmina come out? Or if they came out, they got they got hounded and the pressure they came on. And I think that's nearly how the three goals came about. Just good tackling. Lots of really, okay. really good tackling. Intensity. Um, Kalmina couldn't get going. And good size. They good, good in the first half, though, were they? Kalmina left a bit behind them, did they? They left a bit behind them. Was it, it, yeah, yeah. There was, there was, I think both teams would be kind of wondering what happened there. But Ballon Road pulled away a big time in the second half. Um. Pacey enough. Peter Butler, number six, was impressed with as well. Uh, yeah, look at Luke Jennings is playing the role of sweeper. You know, we've seen Cullum Reap do it. Mayo, he was standing in front of uh, of the of the two men inside. And when 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 Ballon Robe didn't have a sweeper, or didn't have a man back when Ballon Robe were attacking, Jennings came out and stood in front of the the full forward line uh, and cut out the long ball. Risky, yeah, risky, but look at um, it. If it gives you an extra man going forward, it's 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 worth a go. Yeah, Jim Duffy really impressed me when when he when he came in. Um, oh, yeah, Jesus, he, he can move. He can move. You mentioned it. Was it you that mentioned him? You should be potential number six for Mayo yeah. down the line. Yeah, yeah. Where did he come on? In what position did he play? Wing back, I think he came on. Back. Okay. Yeah, Liam Burke went wing back at near the end of the first half, and then Liam pushed back up, and he came in. So I'm not sure who he came in for. I think Jason yeah, Butler I mean, started. Liam Burke's a great for his stuff to appearance. You know, when he's in full flow, he's um he's as good as what's out there. Like when yeah. he puts his mind to it. They've really went up my uh, power rankings now. Really? Yeah, they yeah. have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, no, I think they had them number one anyway. Um. I think I did. I'll have to revisit them now during the week, maybe. But yeah, yeah they've, been, they've been consistent all year, and you have to remember they've been playing Division One football as well. And uh, you know that that has to stand them, really has. And yeah. like the Jim Duffy coming now, and his brother Ewan only came back there not too long ago as well, has to boost them up as well. In fairness, so um, they're they're, they're definitely contenders. Like oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, um, I'd be surprised. If they don't, uh, if they don't do well in 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 the championship, I just I the really strong, um, team, like them what I see, yeah. um, 
yeah, so that was the first game I got in the weekend. Minor final, we're both at that, John. The minor A final, yeah. Castlebar against um, Claire Morris. Claire Morris won well. No doubt about it. They were the better team. Castlebar kept with them. You know, they were 8-4. Was it 8-4 at half time? 8-3. 8-3 at half time. Yeah. You know, and you know, yeah, and, you know, it wasn't even a reflection on the on the, on the the game, really. Claire Morris... I think Camaras couldn't believe how how poor Castlebar wore it. Because I remember even I got the second half of their semi-final against my Davis last week. And uh, the, the talk afterwards, after talking to a few of the parents, um, was, oh, you know, we can never seem to get on top of Castlebar. You know, they always seem to have our number. Now, Callum Finan didn't start, so he would have been a loss to them. Of that, there's no doubt. But they still had, between this year and last year, they still had, a, you know, a, a scatter of uh, county players. But... Uh, Gee, they just never got going at all. Um, no. Like, gee, there was some hiding in the end. Yeah, it's hard to explain. Like, did it? I, I came away with the feeling that Castle Bar. I don't think they, did they did they not commission enough forward. Did they not really go out? They didn't play together the forwards. There was those county minors dropping twenty one yard free short. Those. Wides after wides, um, yeah. assistance failure. Don't think they were there at the races at all. Um, however, no, no, there's still six yeah. or seven of that team that are going to win to that intermediate team next year. They're going to bring maybe, that level up altogether. Never the war at the races. Maybe that was the problem. <laughs> the hey, good. <laughs> good. Um, no, look at um, like Niall Hurley and Dara Burn. You know, fairest of their their. They were flying. Uh, Dara Hurley scored 2-5. Uh, one of them was a penalty. And then Dara Borden was taken down at the end one day for a penalty. And in fairness to Niall Hurley, instead of just slapping his uh, hat-trick, he, he gave it over to Borden to, to get his own goal. Nice touch. And, uh, no, and in the semi-final, they scored, I think it was 2-6 and 1-9 each as well. So when you have the likes of that artillery up front, it has to be exciting for Clamaris. I know, I know, I suppose... Everyone has been talking about Clamaris and it's what I think it's 52 years now since they won a county senior title. They've won a lot of minor titles on 16 titles and everyone's aware they've all gone. But if you look down through the team, this actual team, like Mortimer, Slattery, uh, these Hurleys are really Hurleys, good. Hurleys, Kilmore. You know, um, you know, the Smith there, Harry Smith and like oh, Sean O'Connell then and uh, Mark Noon. Mark Noon's a guy we were both very impressed with and um, he's only under 16. But they're first cousins, them two guys, and they come from a footballing family as well as the Joyces. And then also um, Paul Gilmore, whose father, yeah. uh, Joe, would have played for Mayo. So there's, uh, you know, these lads may not disappear. And, and as regards lads that have disappeared in the past, they've, they've, got, they've got really good talent there now. And it's, it's what the club does with them in the next few years is going to be vital. And I'm really looking forward you know, I'm sure Niall Hurley and Dara Hurley are gonna are gonna rock up for Kamara Seniors in the championship at some stage, and I'm really looking forward to seeing them. Now, look at you can't be expecting the someone stares over them straight away either. But they seem to be really good lads and seem to really look after themselves. And football is number one with them. Yeah, there's a lot of exciting players in that team um, in Clermont. You know, you you mentioned them there, and uh, Craig Cassidy as well. You know, it's another lad I've seen with with, with the Mayo Academy as well. I've yeah. been impressed with Michael Michael Foody, the fullback. Yeah. See the size of him, big man. He actually was playing with Connacht rugby, so he was at some stage. 
Connell Durkin actually done very well the Castlebar done well on burn for a lot of the game I thought he done very well um, there's an awful lot of that Castlebar team that have another year as well Connell Durkin Finnan O'Reilly uh, Brian McDonald, Shawnee O'Reilly Finnan O'Reilly Shane Cunningham uh, Gavin Farry Keen Welsh Ryan Gibbons they're all 18 again next year like so there's yeah. there's a lot of talent like, there looking, still looking at the full four line there Ryan Gibbons Keen Welsh and Gavin Farry like you yeah. know, like you're talking about county players really and, and between them I think they scored three points uh, and and um, I think overall Casabera got two points from play in the whole game so wow. there must be a lot of uh, head scratching going on after that yeah yeah Um, there was there was moments the game though the standard was poor enough now it was it was for, for minor level yes like yeah. um you know, I you know, I I said in the party a few weeks ago, I was at the Park Lamar's game and it was lightning fast and there was some great skills. That was lacking a little bit. Maybe I don't know, maybe there was that bit of shadow boxing going on early on as well, and both teams eyeing each other up and I suppose they know each other fairly well. And and maybe they just in the first half, especially, neither team really excelled as such, but Clamaris took their chances. And um, you know, they built that five point lead at half time and first and they came out and they put it to bed in the second half and um Actually, look, there's no no harm to see it coming, not title coming to South Mayo and us. <laughs> no, that's for sure, that's for sure, and that's the the minors. I think the the divisional cups coming up now, and sure, by the time they were played out, they'll be back with Gerald's and Coleman's and and Ballin Robe and everyone else. It's, so it's uh, there's a lot of them lads still yeah. going to be back playing football. You did you see the mine the league final the weekend? I did, I did. I went to a jazz, great game. I have to say, no, really good. No, first half was. Mitchells were really good in the first half. I think it was 11-6 at half time. And um and Westport were, you know, they were only okay now in the first half. Uh just didn't seem to be happening for them. But um by golly, uh they came out in the second half. Kevin Kane was having an off day. Um just wasn't getting on ball. Young Mark Dolan was doing a good job on him. And then it kind of turned for him as Colin Morden came on in the second half. And um in the second half alone scored three points, set up two, was taken down for a free. And Dolan got taken off, so you know he went from he went from getting on top of getting rid of one man to himself going in the second half. So it was a bit a bit odd. But um, look at reading Barry Morden's quotes there today, and he said like you know they kind of robbed a little bit in the end. They probably did. It was very similar actually to last year's league final. We had last year's league final. We played uh, not more. It was yeah, that. yeah. And Casabar had a really good first half. Looked really impressive. Then Knockmore came back at them. The last day Westport came back, and just when Westport got going, um, you know they 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 outscored them eight points to a goal in the first fifteen minutes of the second half. The last day, and you and and just like last year when it went extra time, it took a Luke Tony point in fairness right at the end to level it up. The cornerback, um, he he was the hero, but he was to be the villain later on in the game. And you know, said during extra time, there's only been going to be one winner here, almost Westport. And uh, they did. They went on, pushed on. Mark Moran got a point to put them three up. And there was only literally a minute, minute and a half left in, in um, injury time. I think we're going into injury time. And um, Luke Tunney got a ball down underneath the stand. And actually, there was a man beside me. I was on the way out, kind of making my way out of the game. And uh, it was an ex-county player. And he said to me, he said, this, this is one man that won't give it away. And within a few seconds, Tony slipped or whatever, and he hand-passed it off to Bob Tui. Bob Tui ran in on goal, and he smashed a rasper to the back of the net. And um, they went up. Westport had a chance again, and Casper won back possession, and Stephen Kane, who came on 
won a free and uh, Ethan Gibbons who had missed the free from the similar position about two minutes earlier before the goal uh, potted it and that was it it was game over nicely um, poised for championship now oh 100% and you know you look at Casabare like they've had some really good wins um, in the last year now like that win win the league now second year in a row uh, beating Knockmore in the final last year beating Knockmore on penalties a couple of weeks ago you know that that uh, and, and you know we have to think back to the semi final last year, they they had Westport bet, and yeah. it was just it was a lack lacks of con- concentration whatever and in fairness Westport did amazingly well to get that goal, but you know you you've said it yourself for the last few weeks they're they're your they seem to be your fancy of what you've seen them they're improving the whole time and uh, you know Barry said that himself that they are a work in progress but they're progressing. Very well. I was watching them train tonight, actually. I was uh, in McHale yeah. Park, the minor game. I didn't want to wait too long now, because sure me talking them up, I'm sure they'd be delighted to see my head shaking over the fence watching them. Uh, so <laughs> I stood under the tree for a while and watched. But uh, yeah, they look, 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 it's impressive to watch. Yeah, Rory, Rory Byrne, um, Rory Byrne is missing, and Basquell played in goal and played really well, made a couple of great saves. Um, Dunica McHugh. Uh, was missing and Gerard McDonough and James Durkin but for Westport then they were missing Rory Brickenden seems to be a long term injury at the moment then it was Owen McLaughlin and Fionn McDonough so there's a few good lads missing on both sides but a lot of people at the game you talked to came away thinking these look to be the two teams now you know but look I'm sure not more recency bias we love it we love it we all do we, we, we latch on something for a week or two and we talk it to the death and then Someone reinvents yeah. the wheel, and then it's it's all of a sudden sure. How how could we write off not more? You know. Yeah, I I have to say you now I I I went from wondering about Westport at half time to going out the gate, been really really thinking, and I think even that that they got caught at the end, it, it could be the makings of them, yeah. you know, because that'll hurt them. They haven't won a league title, I think, in over fifty years or something. Or so, I am. Um, it's I a kick in a hole that you need. It is, and you know, when you're trying to build a thing of being champions, and you know, they looked like champions on Saturday evening, as in they wrestled back from a bad position to get on top yeah. and looked ahead, they got the job done. But like, that's something that I'm sure they'll talk a lot about this week that that they need to nullify and get rid of out of their game, as in to be champions. You know, if they want to dominate Mayo football, a bit like Cora Finn have done in Galway, Cora Finn wouldn't get caught like that. You know, right? Consistency. Yeah, did it? No, look at it was just a bit of misfortune as well for young Tony. Yeah, you know, it seemed to be just a slip when he was passing. It 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 fucked his pass. I yeah, you were on about there about consistency. I asked Jerry a question there earlier on about um, did you play too defensively when you were with Torres Ran and whatever else? Basically, (laughs) I think near the end of the answer, he said, "Well, we didn't lose a league game or a championship game for five years." (laughs) <laughs> in Sligo so I was like alright that I go fair enough Jerry that's answered that question <laughs> yeah yeah well like you know um, you know I, and, and in the past I'd have been saying our Westport forwards doing enough and I was wondering about Pat Lambert going back but the last night like Colin Moran came out the bench scored four uh, Kilkelly scored five I think they were all from play Alan Kindy got four there's three frees Mark Morton got three points played well played really well Oshie McLaughlin played well two points so they're getting the spread of scores now all of a sudden. And you know, as 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 the same ex-county that I was talking to said to me, 
Imagine you're going into training now on Tuesday night in Westford Black this game, he said. And not alone that, Kevin Kane's gone off and he knows, he knows he's under pressure now coming into championship to get on that team. And imagine him going in and knocking a few lads upside down on Tuesday night. Oh. I wouldn't want to imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's gold for any manager, so it is. It really, really, you know, it really is. It it, 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 it is. It's great. You know, uh, you know, I, I saw it the first time myself when I was, was down Lahardon and we're going into a very important game. And I told it was an experienced guy, and I told him he was under pressure for his place the weekend. And I told him the day before we trained that night. And uh, by Jesus, he went in that night and he knocked lads all sides. And one of the lads had known I talked to him, and he, he said to me, Yeah, that man's driving fucking mad, you know. But it was perfect because it 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 just it it drove him on, and he started on the Sunday. You couldn't keep him out then. Because yeah. he showed you that I want to be on that fucking team, you know. So, um, yeah, like for for uh, for Castle Bear, Bob Tui scored one two. I thought he played really well midfield. Uh, himself and Antonio Boyle did well around the middle. Uh, Ulton Riley got the goal, and Ethan Gibbons got five points. He got four really good points from play. But the one thing I'd say about himself and and, and Ulton is they need to be more involved. They just they seem to be dipping in now at times. And getting great scores and then kind of stopping again for a while. Uh, there's no doubt. Just when Ethan gets in his hand, he gets a bit of room. He'll pop it over. But just, yeah, I'd say it's, he just needs to be on the ball a little bit more. Dougie uh, popped over two. One was a 45. Paddy Durkin got two coming forward. Mark Quinnham got one. And Donnie Newcomb got one, um, one, one of his usual ones as well, popping up in the forward line. But, um, yeah, it's fascinating now. You know, it really is. Big, big couple of weeks ahead. Uh, Arda took the Division 3 title as well the weekend. Big win for Arda. Arda beating the uh, intermediate team. I'd seen Arda replay the week previously and in the Sweeney Cup intermediate final. Was happy. I was impressed enough with them, but I think Arda missing a few. Arda capitalised on that one. And uh, if you had told me the day I, I'd seen them play Tormacady below in a Michael Welsh game, I might have been... I think it was a Michael Welsh game. Uh, Tom McKinney yeah. bet them well. Uh, I was thinking, I think that's serious issues here for Erda. But obviously, they must be missing a few and it was further back in the year. If you told me they were going to win Division 3, I'd uh, I'd have been shocked. So, coming into Championship nicely, that Junior Championship is even getting tastier every week as the weeks go by. There's six, six teams now, six or seven teams now that could yeah. that could do a job in it. So, yeah, great news. Yeah, I, I, I don't know a lot about Erda's team, but obviously with with Karen trainer up front like this, go two six or the two seven. When you have them two alone, like if you can build a base at the back, yeah, you can keep it pretty solid. Like Aaron Ree only scored seven points. I'm sure they're disappointed with that. I know they're missing a few players, but um, they've Ard, Ard, that's some excellent players, John. You know they do. They've yeah. lead trainer James Carr, Brenda Carr, Stephen Ratford. You know they they're as good trainer. They're as good as as, as you get Kevin Moore on freeze. He's around a long time. Um, defensively, I'd be worried about them. Bush, Lucas, they're 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 there. They're there for uh, they're there on merit now, and they'll be they'll be there'll be nobody that'll be uh wanting to take them on in in the junior yeah, championship. Yeah, you know, as I said, if they if they can come up with a defensive system and yeah. and, and it work, then they have a great chance. They have players inside to catch teams on the hop. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I know they blew us away. We played them when I was with Tom last year. We played in the league because they absolutely destroyed us the first 10 minutes. 
just from being probably naivety more than anything. A Division two final, uh, three ten for Ben Mullet, Boy Davis one fifteen. Yeah, Ryan. Kieran, Ryan Kieran Behan's goal. I was meant asked, was told to mention on, on the pod, um, about he took, as many steps as a toddler in a new a pair of Clark shoes. Apparently, he took steps Who, for the goal. I didn't see it now. Ryan O'Donoghue. Oh yeah, I heard someone on about that. Right, yeah. He, he actually is funny. Going back to the Bell game, actually, he he got away with a couple of steps that even as well in between two players. Uh, they were calling for steps, but um, you know, he moves, he moves things on the short steppings, you know, so he gets away with it. Like if there's two five out of three ten again, just shows like very reliant on him. Um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure Gary Moore like what ten days away in championship and the look at this. I'm sure they'll know that a lot a lot is going to come down to what they do with him. But in saying that, like Jerry Barrett, he scored two points that day in Ball as well, and he came ashore about 20 minutes to go. Um, he's a real workhorse. Like he scored four the last day, and one seemed to be better than the other. And Anthony Barrett, another good young lad, um, got on the end of a goal, fisted it in. Uh, but my Davids, my Davids didn't get going till it was probably too late. It seems. Um, Brian Heenan, in fairness, got one six. He's got six points to play. Um, Ricky Operator, I've seen, seen him play. Yeah, yeah and Con- Conal Quinn got a, one of those collector's items coming up from the back as well. So, um, I'd say my Davids will be, they, 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 were, they were very disappointed afterwards, the word was. You know, they lost by point. They pushed hard at the end, and it was probably a soft enough free in the end for Ben Muller to win it. But I think my Davids, they're in a good enough spot going into. Championship. I know Ronan Clark probably isn't going to make it unless he makes it later on. And uh, Brian Reap, I don't think, is going to make it. They're too big. If they don't have them, they're two huge losses. But as I said, I saw their minor team play at Clamaris the night, and they've, 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 um, they've good lads coming. They yeah. have. And young Colin McHale, he's playing there now with them as well. Um, they're, they're, they're not bad now, Oshin McHugh. Um, you know, they'll, um, Porrick Ruan. They'll, they'll, Anthony, Anthony, um, Jordan, Jordan, they'll definitely be, um, they have to be there, thereabouts, my doubts. They, they definitely have. And yeah, they and got the semi final last year, under. Yeah, a lot of people were talking early on, but Ben Muller couldn't get a manager. Yeah. And that, you know, they're missing this and this fella's moved away and this has all happened. And yeah, yeah. A lot of people take them now. I realise there's still a lot of good players in Ben Mullet. Division two, the one at well, the deserve of champions. Yeah, fair play, fair play. The guys have taken them over. They're um, you know, they've done a good job and they've, they've got them going. They they had them singing now and yeah, said, yeah, at the right time. You no, know, here, my, yeah, my neighbours here are are, are not, uh, no more. Nor says going to kill and They're not looking forward to going to Ben Mullet. No, they know yeah. it's going to be ahead of them. It's, it's going to be a tough, tough one out down there. It really is. But but as I said. They have to be happy with where they're at. You know, they're a full senior team now as well. And you know, when they lost the final two years ago, the county final, everyone was writing them off straight away. They're going to be gone. Do you know? Yeah. I suppose, you know, they lose players and that sort of thing. But they still seem to unearth players, you know, or to somewhere. No, oh, it's quality. It's still well able to uh, to produce it. And they're still, I think they're minors. Did they make the, the final the weekend too? They lost, I think, to the, the win. I'm not sure. Karras bet them. They lost, uh, yeah, that character. Yeah. yeah. Was that a true yeah. Tormac this evening as well? I like got first half of Mayo Gales and Mayo Gales and the Neil. I think the Mayo Gales won by a point. Um, okay. 
two good games. First game was great. It's a young lad there for Tormac Kennedy, Liam Burke, corner back. I think he was man of the match, obviously. He was the obvious man for, of the match. For Tormac Ah, he's exceptional. I've, uh, is, is he is he Rocha Burke's brother? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. He plays soccer with Partry. I was told. Oh, yeah. He's, and, he's, he's into athletics as well. Yes, he? yes. I was told he's yeah, a bit of a cross-country yeah. runner. Well, uh, this guy needs to be needs to be playing football. I I'd love to get my hands on. He's serious prospect. Um, yeah, I know. I know him. Yeah, yeah. He was in school there. Um, is he school in Bannon Road? Is he? Is he? Yeah, Castlebar. Yeah. Uh, oh, he is. Is 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 um. He's outstanding. And Franny Regan as uh was over the minors that won the season for Mayo Gales. I see a picture up here on Mayo GA. Franny, Franny, be delighted with that. Good man for a photo. Picture him up here on Mayo GA Twitter of, of him and the girlfriend with the trophy. Right. He was over the Mayo Gales minors by the looks of it. Oh, well, Franny, yeah. Yeah, Franny. He's an enthusiastic guy, so he's, you know, really, he did, he did more, more with the Honeymoon ladies last year. He came and did a few sessions, and uh, yeah, the girls loved him. Yeah, he, I think he was about the May under 16 ladies as well this year, was he? With Brian McLaughlin? He was. He was surely, yeah. And he's with the development as well, isn't he? So he's, he is. Uh, he is. He's, and he's playing football, so. He's ah, he's not playing. He's... <laughs> I'm only messing with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else going on the weekend, John? That's been uh, or that went on the weekend of the week. Um, I don't think there is. There's no games on this weekend, as far as I can fathom, unless there's cheeky challenge matches going around the place. I'm sure there'll be. I'm sure there will be challenge games of some sort. You know, um, it's the wind down. No, it's great, isn't it? It's uh. Break so we before... come on next weekend we'll be, we'll be previewing games so uh, it'll be all go forward. with the two week break it'll be one episode a week it'll be all talk with the football it, it will yeah and you know yeah. I was always, I was actually sitting beside the two Ruan brothers from Mayo Gales at the league final the last day um, you know Sylvester does all the is all the stats for the teams and that sort of thing and um, and Ray then he's a, the young young Ray he's the bookmaker so um, they were doing their homework on different things but I was saying to them, you know, it's going to be so hard to call a lot of these first round games because player, you know, teams have been missing players through injury, through being away, let them be playing away, uh, um, playing in America or gone holidays or whatever. They're coming back now and some of them aren't fully up to scratch, whatever. So the first round games are going to be, they're going to be very interesting. They're probably, they're going to tell us a bit of where teams are at, but um, it, it could be hard enough gauge in a way because Teams to get out of the group or even just scrape out of the group this year could be just coming right at the right yeah. time, you know. Yeah, it's six weeks oh. from from going into the championship to play in the quarter final, six or seven weeks preparation time. So, yeah. like, yeah. you can get a lot done in them six weeks in terms of just keeping your group together and working on bits and just increasing intensity. Some teams are going all out and saying, We have to win our first game. If we don't win our first game, we're fucked. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's certain teams like that that are thinking if we don't win our first round, the other two games aren't winnable. And we, you know, the, so it's a, it's all about when you get teams too, isn't it? Like, or what the other team is really looking for here. Some teams be happy to get a second place in the group and and, and toddle along and take out a big one in the quarterfinals. Yeah, because like you know, I know ourselves here last year we lost our first game, but hiding by uh, Kelchima, who still came out of the group and got to semi final, and the team we played was Belly Harness. Who scraped a draw in their first game against Castle Bear B? So, you know, it's, it's not all. It doesn't always end at the first game. But no, no. Yeah, you know, I, I get the statement all the same that 
it is important, you know, it is important to, to you know, um, to win it if you can, obviously, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, but the thing is, there's two weeks now between every game, which is great. And unless you lose your first two games and you're straight away in, in relegation and you have to wait two weeks to play a dead rubber game. And then, then two weeks again, maybe, you know, to play a relegation game, you've got a month to prepare for it, which isn't, oh. isn't ideal. No. That's, that's my scenario stuff. But, but, but the two weeks is good. And um, also, hopefully, we'll have a few Friday night games as well. We've one kicking off, haven't we, with Lewisburg and... Yeah, um, I think... Mark. Yeah, and I think Gary Moore might be penciled in for the next one. Um, uh, yeah. I think, though, no, don't, don't cut me on that. I was in Kel- I was in Kelchimot last Friday evening. Uh, our young girls were playing down there, and uh, the seniors are all training after it. So they did a good bunch of lads around. And they'll be happy to know that a good bunch of fellas training. So they'll have a team in us for Lewisburg. Who was training them? Um, I'm not sure. Mick no. Regan. What? Probably was Mick. There was plenty of shouting going on in us, and uh, but just it was just it wasn't shouting and roaring right there, but it was just. You know, motivating stuff, you know, but they oh, yeah, be putting yeah. everything in, you know, you know, yeah. you know, as I said it before, no, but the men to catch them up, boys. To, oh, you know, I was talking about this, price. I was talking about this, John, to a couple of people as well. And you know, if you were to just to listen to us, you'd and then especially, I don't want to go attack it in there because he's not here, but if you were to listen to him, there's no point to even playing the championship, it's it's done, maybe chug out for the relegation game and get it done, like. Lugsburg have lads coming back from America and they're getting, you know, they probably need a game or two to get going. It's much more than anyone. They've yeah. had a lot of people away and stuff. And, and uh, like all the pressure is on Lugsburg in that game. They cannot win that match. Yes. As in yes, yeah. the big Kilchema, I'm sure it's only Kilchema. And then if, if you know, when the pressure yeah. comes down the last few minutes, it's... It's not an easy spot for Lewisburg now, and people might think, "Oh, it's 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 a handy one." But yeah, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to be any team playing Kelchimar this year in the championship. That'd be the first round, or even if they go as far as the relegation final, if they would go that far, I wouldn't like to play them at any stage. Because no. remember, one win keeps them up. That's all you need. That's it. One, one kiss That's is all it, it takes. Yeah. <laughs> um. um I th- Let's wrote down. Uh, the league, the league actually. They're they're talking about the league tonight. I think the county yes. board meeting is there. Big meeting tonight, chat yeah, to decide. Uh, to decide, I think. The the, I did. I seen the proposal. I seen the email, and I seen how they were asked to go to their clubs and ask the players and managers. And I, look, I, that never so, happened. So am I right? Am I right in saying there's two proposals? One is that you stick to more or less how it ended up this year and where teams ended up for next year. As if, if it's the usual, and then I, there's a proposal for the county board. Yeah, to do it another way. There's there's four altogether. Mm-hmm. Well, there's so, four proposals. I think there's four proposals. So there's say it the way it is with the promotions and demotions, and then another mm-hmm. one is where they shake up the groups. You know, promotions say, but you know, not A and B. You you mix them up a bit, so you're not playing the same teams all the time. Okay. Uh, like one of them there is. The Neil, Swinford, Ackley, Castlebar, Balacroy, Tormacady, Brafey, and whoever the Division 4 team was. So, Ballon Rober, or Ballon or Ballon Tubber, whoever it is. And then you have the 2003 finishing positions. That's your one, what well, as is. And then there is Proposal 3, 
is that the league will be confined to the teams that took part in the senior, intermediate and exclusive junior championship. So there'll be Division 1 will have eight teams that reach the senior championship quarterfinals, or eight quarterfinalists, and two teams that finish in the third place group stages. So there'll be a playoff before the first round of the league to decide who's going in Division 1 or 2 from the teams that came third in championship this year. The first round? Yeah. Before it starts at all. Well, you have to because the, the, the Division yeah. 1 will be made up of the eight teams that reached the quarterfinal and two okay. teams that finished third place. So there's four teams that finished third place. So they play against each other and whoever wins them two games okay. went to Division 1. No, they're not going to... I doubt they're going to play it in after the championship like, but that, that that's one, one... And then it's Division 2, the remaining six senior teams plus the four teams that reached the intermediate championship semifinals. Division 3 will have the remaining 10 intermediate teams. And Division 4 then will have the two intermediate teams that played the intermediate relegation final and the eight teams that reached the exclusive junior quarterfinals. So if you make your quarterfinal, you're in Division 4 and Division 5, then the remaining teams that took part in the exclusive junior championship. Another league will be organised for clubs with two or more teams. That is Proposal 3. And four, it says three. Oh, there's another page. Hold on a second. Now we might have another proposal here. Draft League Proposal 4 is right. that Division 1 will be 16 teams. So it will be made up of all the senior teams on the 2023 results. Okay. So you'll have 15 games. Division 2, 15 games. It's all intermediate teams. Division 3 will be 13 games. And then Jeez. four. Which wouldn't be bad. You'd have 15 rounds of league, John. You'd have consistent games throughout the year. You can let lads go on holidays. You can pull lads in, pull lads out. Better than training. Because it's the league, It's people will be a lot more inclined to take it seriously. Maybe one or two of the auxiliary competitions will might suffer. But they can be played midweek if you want to compete in them. However, it is an option. And I do like the idea of 15 league matches. How many up? How many down? Two. I don't think anyone goes up or down. It goes on. It'll go on your. Oh, oh okay. So if you go up in champ, if you win the immediate championship, you'll end up in that league. The I, I assume so. It says here promotion and relegation. Four down on, and four up for a four year cycle. So. That's it. Yeah, that's it. So one a year, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so your winner goes up. Yeah, if you win intermediate, you'll go up, and if you if you get relegated and senior, yeah. you go down in your league. And you're that 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 was there years ago, so it was. That's a long was time ago now. Mm. Is that how? So I that... actually think if you got the intermediate final, even you went up. Yes, you did. Because Burshul went up. Uh, it was the last team to go up to senior through the intermediate final. We played Castlebar. Yeah. That's a very no, better. Probably a better. probably a better way. Yeah. Get something. Well, this is this the championship. Then the championship relegation match means what if you're what league you're playing in and what division championship you're playing in next year. So it's fair. Like you're all in. You're always going to be in a league that you're playing unless you have a heap of county players. But I yeah. think, I think, but you have 15 games. Do you know you're bound to make up a couple of them. And- and it's whoever finishes top, that's it. I take it there's no... I'd, oh, yeah, you couldn't have any more. 15 rounds is yeah. loads. And, and and they're probably the last few games, you'll probably have the county players coming back for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's probably the best option. Yeah, well, it's loads of games. And that, that way as well is 
they'll be able to do a calendar and everyone will know when games are on. Yeah, not moving. It's around the league. You can't be, yeah, if you said that you can't beat it having games every weekend or even the odd weekend off or whatever. But that, you know, it's set in stone and you know exactly when you're playing. Like. Yeah. It's great. It is. And we'll, uh, we hope we'll, we'll get word about it anyway soon enough. See what happens, yeah. Um, the ladies' finals around the weekend, the Ireland County, we'll give them a mention, uh, Carrier playing Dublin. But in the intermediate final, and Dublin probably might just sneak it, I'd say. It might be just a little bit too strong for Kerry. But um, we Mayo has um a connection in the Kildare. in the intermediate final. Yeah, Diana O'Hara is manager of uh, Kildare. So uh, wish the best to Diane. Um, Ross Ross Commons last seems to have been Kildare's uh, gain. So um, yeah, yeah, they, she wasn't good enough for them in Ross Common, but uh, she seems to be good enough for them in Kildare now, and they're <laughs> at the same championship. I don't want to see any sign of Ross Common, but uh, I see Diane Hoare up there on Sunday, so that kind of tells its own story, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I wish her the best on Sunday. Hopefully, they can um, get the job done. They're, they're playing Clare. I know Donald Hughes, uh, the goalkeeping coach, was involved with Clare for the last couple of years. I don't think he's there this year now. So, but I think he's done a bit of coaching with the Kildare goalkeeper actually. Oh. Uh, in the past, yeah. Um, I can't think of her name now, but she was on the Late Late Show one night. She was the girl that had a few issues in the past, whatever. And uh, you know, she if you might remember, she's a big girl, a lot of tattoos. But uh, she's came through a lot of stuff, and uh, she's their goalkeeper on Sunday as well. Yeah, this is a bit of a story there. So behind it, they're yeah. all on this weekend in Crow Park. Three of them on the one day. Yeah, normally are. Yeah, okay. junior, intermediate, and senior. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's to look to Diane and. Hope the best of luck, and I hope Kerry beat Dublin. Is it Kerry Dublin? It is Dublin looking for yeah, the Dublin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be nice to see. It'd be nice to see Kerry winning, yeah. In fairness, yeah. yeah, I would. No, I would, yeah. In fairness, yeah. Right, John. That's, I think we're done. The dubs. Yeah, Up the dubs. Um, is definitely coming back. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I haven't heard much from him now. I, I'm sure he'll be listening to this end after. Whatever you're doing below in Australia, you might fill us in. I hope you're looking after him as well in Australia as he's looking after them back here in us. Lovely. <laughs> Read into that as you want, as you wish. Okay, folks, <laughs> we'll talk to you then. <laughs> right, good luck. Good luck. Good luck.